As Bone gains access to the Kaminoan cloning database, a long dormant program is reactivated, intent on eliminating the Jedi interlopers. So Bone leads the way to the cloning facility. Castian, you and Nienna are following close behind, trying to anticipate Bone as he takes a couple of zigs and zags, ducks into a cranny once to avoid a patrol droid. But finally, he leads you to the very center of the cloning facility where the entrance is. The door is metal with glass windows in the top and bottom, two doors coming together. And when you look through the window, it's almost complete black inside. When a bolt of lightning cuts through the air, you get a faint glimpse of what's inside. Lots of destruction, of course. And you think maybe some of that light that you saw wasn't just from behind you. You think there must be some holes in the ceiling like you've seen in previous buildings that's allowing light and, of course, rain to come in when lightning strikes. Castian is going to see what's locking this, if this is like a mag lock that the Empire put on the door, or if it's actually a manual lock that is built into the door. Give me a perception check, average difficulty, with a setback die because of the darkness. Two successes. You can see that there are two problems with this door. First of all, it is a door that requires electricity to operate it. You see a, a keypad that you would presumably have to put an access code into in order to unlock it and have the doors open. But the second problem is up at the top, out of immediate eyesight, you do see an imperial locking bolt on it. Castian tosses a glance over his shoulder just to make sure if there's no patrol droids coming their way right now. You don't see any at the moment. Then he tosses a glance back towards Niana. And how high is it? If I got a boost from Niana, would I be able to reach it? Definitely. You could actually reach it just with raising your hand. It's within arm's reach, but of course you don't have a great view of it. So standing on someone's shoulders or anything else you might think of to lift yourself would give you a better eyeline. Oh, I'll stand on bone. I mean, he's not the best thing to stand on, but he's wide enough for me to get a footing. He is indeed. Come over here, bone. He gives a couple of indignant beeps as you put your foot on him. Oh, it's not like we haven't done this before. And Castian stands on top of Bone, catches his balance, and then he's leaning against the door as he pulls out a small toolkit to try to work this lock open. This is going to be a mechanics check. It is going to be hard, and I'm upgrading one of those, and I'm giving you two setback die, one for the dark and raininess of the environment, and one because you're on bone. Oh, that makes sense. I got one success and two threats. With a pneumatic hiss, the lock pops open. So the door is unlocked, but it's still unpowered. Castian is going to hop down off bone, and then he's going to try to push the door open just with his physical might. And if that doesn't work, he'll switch over to the force. As you are attempting to work your fingers in to try to brute force this door open, Bone gives you a panicked beep, which is just enough time for you to turn around and see four patrol droids converging on your location. Castian turns towards Niana and says, well, we tried. And uh, Castian is charging through them, just hacking and slashing at them. So 
you are currently in the center of this facility. You have two patrol droids coming at you from each direction. So you can't just rush at all of them at once. Okay. Castian's taking the ones on the left. All right. So roll me your melee. This is going to be average difficulty. Keep using a setback die for the environment. I got two successes. I did three points of damage to this thing. That is not quite enough to take out even one of them. Nienna is going to turn her attention to the two that are coming from the right. She is actually pulling out a light blaster pistol. She gets two successes and two threats. So with two successes and the damage that a blaster pistol does, she actually is able to take out both in two quick shots. and also takes two strain. So back to you. Castian is going to take a uh, vicious uh, strike at all both of these things again, trying to get them both with one swipe. Two successes on this one and a triumph. Describe how you take out both of them. Uh, Castian spins around, finally skewering the one that he had done previous damage to, and just keeps on carrying it forward until he slams into the other one. And just kind of pins them both to the deck and pushes down, maybe using the force a little bit to give him a little bit more strength until they both are just crushed. He's actually going to put him in his backpack because this might be junk that he can salvage later on to pay off his debt. Castian stands up and he quickly uh, runs through the rain towards Niana and says, All right, most likely we didn't get to them in time. We might have company in the next, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. It depends on the Imperial presence here. So we should keep moving. Yes, most likely they think we're scavengers. Since we didn't use our lightsabers, they are not going to have an immediate reaction, especially in this storm. Well, how are we going to get through the door then? Well, let's try this again, Castian says as he walks to the door and he's going to try to brute force it open again. It didn't move last time and it still does not budge. Castian steps back and looks over his shoulders a bit, sees if there's any other patrol droids on their way. Give me a perception roll. This is hard. Three successes, two threats. You do see some of the patrol droids in the distance, again, around some of those platforms that were between this cloning facility and the other one across the way. It looks like some of them are beginning to stutter in their pattern. Previously, they would patrol in even circles around those platforms, but you're seeing a couple go back and forth as if they are trying to triangulate with other patrol droids, they're beginning to notice that their network is not as complete as it was previously. Castian's going to say, I don't believe there's any cameras right now. And he looks towards the door, holds out his hands, and he's going to use the force to try to push it open. Okay. Since the door isn't resisting, this is really just to see what force points you generate. I got one success, four advantages, and I got my four light side points that I need. Oh boy. Castian lets out a sigh. Calms himself, takes a deep breath, then holds out his hand once more, and Niana could feel that he is pulling in that battle meditation, that power behind that, and soothing himself before using the force to force this thing open. And I'm going to take my strain and spend my destiny point. With the shriek of metal against metal being forced open the doors do come apart. Castian, let's set aside before waving Bone forward. Bone rolls ahead of you, and once he's past the threshold, he helpfully activates a flashlight on his dome, illuminating 
just a couple of feet in front of you. You certainly can't see far within the facility with this small light, but it helps. Tastian waves for Niana to follow, and they just walk right in. He turns and considers closing the door behind them before just shaking his head and saying, they already know that we're going to be here. Let's just go. And he continues walking. The cloning facility that you enter is a half circle shape, several dozen meters wide and about a hundred meters long. Oh, so it's giant. It's very large. There are two levels you can see from the light of Bones flashlight, and you're entering into a glass enclosed catwalk on the upper level. Castian is going to activate his own flashlight and he's just trying to see what's outside this glass tunnel. As you flash your light along the glass enclosure, which is treated with some sort of anti-reflective treatment so that it doesn't just reflect right back at you. At first, you're not sure what you're seeing. It's pods, it's tubes. And then when you look a little closer, you see a half decomposed skeleton in one that had been broken open, but the person that had been inside had been left there to rot. These are the cloning pods. Castine wrinkles his nose before raising the flashlight and looking up high and seeing several pods. Hundreds. The walls and the ceilings are covered in them. There's these discs that are popping out from the walls. Almost think of mushrooms sprouting off of a tree trunk and hanging from those discs are a couple of dozen of these cloning pods. This is how the Republic got their army. Kind of makes you wonder who's the good guys, huh? From what I have heard from Master Kida, it was a difficult time to tell who was who. I suppose so, Castine says. He's just walking forward. You come to a crossroads. The catwalk branches to the left and right, as well as also leading straight ahead into a control room. It's too dark to really see what's to your right and left currently, as Bones and your flashlights are too weak to penetrate the darkened facility. You can assume they must lead off to other control rooms. Castian pauses, then points a Bone ahead towards the control room. There, that might be what we're looking for. Bone beeps in acknowledgement and rolls forward. Castian is going to follow him, but Bone knows what to do. Castian can't really do much help, especially since Bone is a master slicer and Castian is just a dabbler. So he's just going to lean against like a console as Bone gets close to whatever he is looking for. And he's looking towards Niana. Inhibitor chips, yes? Yes. That makes a lot of sense. What do you mean? I just didn't know that clones had chips inside them, but it makes sense now. I always kind of wondered how brutally efficient they were. And I remember I was reading up on my namesake, the Tenth Brother. Uh, There was one before me. I guess there was one after me, too. And he was on Mon Calamari, I believe, when he died. And it was because a Jedi was able to trigger an order in the clones, and it made them attack the Inquisitors. I, I distinctly remember wondering how that could be, but it makes complete sense. Of course it was an inhibitor chip. And now they're repurposing the technology not to give secret orders, but just to inflict pain and control. Yeah, well, waste not, want not. Bone, how are we coming? Is there any power? Do you need me to hook you up? Bone gives a couple of chirps that are difficult to interpret until with an electronic buzzing sound, lights begin to activate overhead with loud industrial ka-chunk, ka-chunk, 
chunk chunk as they illuminate in concentric circles out from the control room at the center of this facility. Nicely done, Bone. You don't need to turn everything on. He gives an insolent couple of beeps. Oh, don't think I don't know you're calling me names. So now with all of the lights on, you can see the facility in all of its grandeur. Might be a word that you could have once used for this place when it was filled with life, both potential and actual. The space below the catwalk is a single open space that was previously a multi-use facility. To the right, there are rows of computer terminals and benches, and to the left, you see industrial cafeteria tables. Each can seat at least 100 people at a time. Castian is leaning forward, kind of curious what this all is. This looks like some sort of schoolhouse, maybe? As you're observing, it is also obvious that the Empire's assault and time has ravaged the facility. The floors and what walls you can see were probably once pristine white. However, there has been leaks from the ceiling where holes have been either blasted or rusted through. And the rainwater has caused streaks of red rust to appear on the walls and on the floor where you can see where these giant steel plates had been bolted together. At the meeting of those seams, you're seeing streaks of red rust. Some of the ceiling supports that are suspending the catwalk have broken away, leaving you wondering how steady this catwalk may be if you choose to continue walking along it. Towards the rear of the facility, a hole has been punched through the ceiling like you saw in that building with the baby Awas. But now you can see what caused it as the remains of a drill spike have come to rest against the blast door at the rear of the lower level. The blast doors are halfway open, letting in more rain. So the drill spike is to the right from the control room. And if you look to the left, you see a giant hole in the floor. No clue as to what may have caused that. There's not a corresponding hole in the ceiling above it but it reveals a couple of feet of ductwork and exposed wires of some kind before you're once again looking into the roiling ocean below. You're lucky that we came now. I mean, I don't know if it's going to last another rainy season here. That's what probably what the Empire was hoping for, that the whole damn place would fall into the ocean if they left it. But I'm guessing these creatures, these Kiminoans, know how to make a structure last a long time in the water. Well, let's hope it just lasts a little longer. Bone, how is it coming? And Bone gives a couple of irritated chirps. You know he doesn't like to be distracted when he's working. Just leave him alone for now. He'll be fine. Is he plugged in to the computer yet? Yes, he is. So he's he's working. He's looking through the all the empty databases to see if they miss anything. Yes. If there's anything, he will find it. But there might not be anything here to find. I mean, this place was... This place was a threat to the Empire. I mean, a clone army that they couldn't control. I mean, this is why we started recruiting actual humans. I mean, clones, you can program to be loyal, but they're unpredictable. Humans, though. Oh, no, no. The Empire knew exactly where to push there. Be it their families, be it them themselves, their safety. Humanity is very easy to control. And yet, here you are. I'm better than most humans. Is that so? Yes. Honestly, every individual should be enslaved for, I don't know, a few months to get it really get it in their heads just how to have a little bit of willpower behind them. 
Nienna's face immediately darkens. Castian smiles and points towards her. That was part of the trial, and you failed. Why? Why are you obsessed with this? Obsessed with what? The trial. I'm not obsessed with it. You're the one who's dragging us out to Camino, the literal micro-galaxy of the galaxy. And yet you're the one that feels the need to bring up the fact that this is a trial every five minutes. Because it's stupid. This is stupid. I told you, this should be a mission. This shouldn't be a trial. But the Jedi, the Jedi are always all about making everything so mystical. And they use that. And they, they, they don't care about the younglings. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They care about the Jedi Order. This is about keeping to their stupid traditions, the same stupid traditions that got everyone that we ever knew killed. Just because you don't understand something doesn't make it stupid. Oh, I understand it clearly. That's the problem with you, Niana. You never had to clean up the mess of the Jedi. You just picked up exactly where you left off. I had to clean up the mess that the Jedi left. I have those psychological scars, not Kita. You have no idea what happened to Kita. What is happening to Kita? And what is that? He's dying. Of what? You can't... He's not... I mean, what? No. No, he's a Jedi. He's a Jedi. He's not immortal. He's... He's not that old. What happened to you on Dathomir? He didn't recover as well as you obviously have. There were... Complications. And now he needs to make sure that... When he's gone... I can continue on my own. Well, how long does he have? We don't know. The The doctors that he's seen, obviously we can't see a lot of different specialists and we have to be very careful with who we tell the truth to. Could be months, could be weeks. Castian is silent for the first time this entire trip before finally just letting out a sigh. It makes him feel better to call this a continuation of Jedi training. But he and I both know it's because I need to learn how to do something without him. I'm sorry, first, about Kida. It's unfortunate. I'm not exactly the biggest fan of the man, but I don't think he's a monster, nor do I think he deserves to die, especially from the ill effects of Dathomir. Casting lets out a sigh and just rubs at his head. I don't like the Jedi. I know. But I think you assume I don't like the Jedi because of what Kida did to me. That I'm still brainwashed by the Empire. It's true, isn't it? You think I just don't understand that I haven't been given enough time to accept the Force in all its glory? No, that's not it at all. Then what is it? I think you're just angry. There's a reason for that anger. And especially towards the Jedi. Castian hesitates for a second before saying... You and I weren't the only younglings to survive the massacre of the temple. What do you mean? Four years ago, maybe it was three, Coruscant started having earthquakes. And oddly enough, they decided to send inquisitors down to examine the lower levels of Coruscant. It was on order of the emperor himself. I thought it was maybe rebels, some form of terrorism. But as we grew deeper, we found these creatures worshipping a Sith holocron. It tried to control me. And I destroyed the damn thing. Nothing controls me. No. Of course not. And then I killed every one of those creatures. And then I found a Jedi youngling toy in their nest. It was a toy that you would look through the eyes and you could record things. Do you remember Zakif? It was his toy. 
and I saw the massacre at the temple through that toy's eyes. The Jedi were trying to get the younglings out, and they were using some hidden passageway. And they ran into one of the archivists. She was trying to, I don't know, hide a lot of the old relics of the Jedi Order. And the Jedi Knight escorting the younglings told her to take the younglings with them. And they did. They went down this hidden elevator to the depths of Coruscant. But this Jedi, I don't know why. She claims that she wanted to get supplies. I think she wanted to go back and protect her brothers and sisters. She left those younglings down in Coruscant with a Sith holocron. And she died. And those children found something to raise them. I killed Zakif, Lani, Loras, Thomas, Teppin. I remember them all, and I didn't realize I massacred them until I finally looked at these creatures and realized that they were just twisted by the dark side. I hate the Jedi because of that. Because the Jedi left them down there, and they made me kill those. When we leave here, we will honor their memories. How do you plan to do that? Well, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. It just seems like something we should do. You should do it. By the end of this trial, you'll be a Jedi. And me, I'll just be one step away from just being what they became. And Castian's going to turn and walk over to Bone and lay a hand on top of his dome. How are we doing, Bone? Did you find anything yet? Bone is running hot, not enough to burn you or anything, but obviously his processors are working overtime trying to dig through this databank. Casting is just going to look over him, and I, I want to use mechanics just to make sure nothing's wrong. You don't see anything wrong with him. No, just a droid that is working very, very hard and trying to work very, very fast. Stay with Bone. I need to get some air. Castian says as he walks out of the control room, not wanting to look at Niana. And, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll go left. You said there was a catwalk? Yes. Yeah, he's just going to walk away. I know this is not the smartest move, but he needs air. He needs distance. As you walk along this catwalk, you see that right above where that hole has been blasted in the floor, there is a slight widening of the catwalk like it is in fact a place that is designed for people to pause yeah casting is going to pause there and he's going to look down at this water and trying to just catch his breath catch his get his emotions into check trying to focus on the the lapping of the waves even though they're probably a lot more violent than his home planet yes they definitely are the storm is still raging outside and below you, you see again some of that bioluminescence of the creatures in the water. If Niana needs me, she has my calm, so. Plus, the catwalk is glass, as is that control room. So you can still see her and Bone. Castian's just going to look down and just mumble to himself. I told her I was a murderer, Madonan. I saw the look in her eyes, though. She can hide it the best she can. She can think through all the Jedi training about forgiveness, but it's changed things. It always changes things. It is not murder. 
when it is monsters. There were not monsters. Castian is finally going to spin around and like say in a hushed tone, who the hell is this? <laughs> this is beyond urges. You're... It's not monsters. and They're not monsters. They were children. They were children. They were, they were corrupted. Just like you were, Castian. Just like you were. Your calm beeps. Yes. I believe Bone has found something. About time. I'll be right there. And Castian's going to pick up his pace and quickly uh, jog back to the control room. When you get back to the control room, Nienna has moved all the way to the back of the control room, putting as much distance between her and Bone as possible. It's not a wide room, so it's not a ton of space. There's maybe 10 feet total in diameter, but she's obviously trying to stay out of reach of Bone. Bone is still plugged into the computer terminal, but he's beginning to shake. No, 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 that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. Castian's going to immediately rush towards Bone. First off, Castian's going to try to take him out the safe way by using proper computer procedures. So that's going to, what's the difficulty? Formidable. And I'm going to upgrade one of those. Four purple and a red. Uh, I've got one despair. You disconnect Bone. All right, all right. Oh, Bone, Bone, are you okay? I say as I kind of crouch down in front of him and try to get his dome to face the right way. His dome seems frozen for a moment, and then very quickly it turns directly towards you. Oh, hey, 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 it's me. And his indicator light, it flashes blue and white very quickly before, with a very disconcerting tone, it turns solid red. Oh, that's not good. And you hear from up above mechanical servos activating. And when you look up, two auto turrets are lowering from the ceiling. Oh, no, 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 no. Taking aim directly at you and Nienna. Please roll vigilance for me. I got three successes. All right, Castian, as the two auto turrets are focusing on you and Nienna, you get to go first. They are out of engaged range, however. Uh, then Castian is going to be using a force leap to attack them. I can use force leap as a maneuver, and then I can do attack. To save on the die rolling, just throw in your force die with your melee attack. And what is the difficulty? Your difficulty is two. However, these have adversary two, which means the difficulty is upgraded twice, turning those two purple dice into two red. Plus, against melee, they have one defense. So add a setback die. Does this count as multiple opponents? Yes, it will count as multiple opponents. I got three successes, one threat, and one triumph. So the first one, it's going to be taking uh, 10 points of damage through my lightsaber. All right, that definitely hurts it, but does not take it out. However, with a triumph, of course, you can always elect it to do a critical hit. Yes, I'm going to be using a critical hit on this. So I roll a 100. Correct. Oh, and I uh, got my dark side point in order to use the force leap. So I'm going to be, I have one more corruption. Uh, 58. The lightsaber cuts through some of the pneumatics on the auto turret. Uh, causing it to start leaking some sort of fluid. Great. And it has a quote-unquote 
agonizing wound, which just means it is going to have an increased difficulty on its agility checks until the end of the encounter, which is what it uses for shooting at you. Great. Now the auto turrets get to go next. And of course, one is going to be shooting directly at you. So you jumped for it and where did you end up? So it came out of the ceiling. I slash it and then I come crashing down on a console and I spin around to face it just as it turns, ready to fire at me. I have one defense, Angela, for ranged. All right, so it got one success and two advantages. So that means it does seven points of damage towards you. Okay, and I'm going to soak four of that, so it took three wounds? Yes. However, the fun thing is that with two advantages, it activates auto-fire, which means it gets to hit one additional target for free. There happens to be one additional target here, so Nienna also gets hit for seven points of damage, as she also has a four soak. All right, and then the second turret will also attack. It is targeting Nienna directly and gets the exact same roll. So both Nienna and Castian take seven wounds. As the two auto turret attacks come at Nienna, she, in the blink of an eye, pulls out her lightsaber and almost faster than even your eye can track it, Castian, zips her lightsaber back and forth, blocking the auto turret's blasters as she has the reflect talent, which allows her to essentially parry blaster fire. So Nienna does not have the ability to force jump as a maneuver. So instead she's going to do this the old fashioned way and pull her blaster back out using the maneuver to switch out her weapons and attack with the blaster. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so she has three advantages, which is pretty great. It however does not outbalance the four failures and a despair. <laughs> wow, Niana. Wow. That's like some ninth sister rolling right there. My God. Niana, please be the one to bury me because I want you to let me down one last time. So as Niana begins to fire her blaster, one of those support struts that we'd mentioned comes loose again from the ceiling, knocking her off balance. So her shot goes wide, going towards the turret that you had already hit. And remember that fluid that was leaking from it? Turns out it's highly flammable. It is raining fire now in this control room. Not helping, not helping. As the liquid fire comes dangerously close to bone, he again makes a series of angry beeps is the best way to describe it. Certainly not at all within Bone's normal temperament. And of course, his indicator light is still that solid red. And Bone starts rolling out of the control room. You better run. Back to you, Castian. Since this turn is still moving, it's every time it turns and spins, it keeps on splashing out more of that liquid. So he wants to stop it. So he's going to try to destroy it. Good luck. One black for their armor, yes? Yes, and you know what? Another black. Yes, environmental conditions warrant a second setback die. That's good. I'm actually gonna be using a destiny point in order to use the light side because I don't wanna use any more corruption. So I'm going to use a light side point 
and I'm going to hit this thing for uh, five successes and one advantage. So my five successes is going to be equal to 12 points of damage. You take out the turret. And the advantage is? The advantage is that none of that fire gets on you. It's no longer raining fire, but where it fell on the floor, it continues to burn. And it is beginning to lick at the computer consoles. So the other turret, which so far has completely avoided any damage at all, it is going to target you, Castian, because you seem like the bigger threat. Yeah, I mean, Neon is the best person on its team right now. <laughs> it has two successes, bringing it up to eight wounds. Man, I, I soak four, but still take four. All right, now we're to Niana. Well, now that she doesn't have to switch weapons, she can take a maneuver to aim. And in fact, she's going to spend a point of strain to gain the second maneuver. So she can use two boost die to help her aim here. She got two successes and a threat. So she does six damage to this turret, which definitely hurts it, but it is still going. However, it is not leaking flammable liquid. And you see Bone out on the catwalk. He's going in the opposite direction from what you took, Castian, so not going towards that pool of water, instead going in the direction of that drill spike. Uh, but he stops at a panel in the wall of this glass catwalk and is plugging into that. Castian is letting out a, a Hutti's curse, and Castian is going to javelin his lightsaber at this turn. Three successes and a triumph. How do you take out the other turret? With my triumph, can my lightsaber come back to me? Using the force. I'm like, I'm using like a boomerang. Sure, because it's cool. Yeah, so Castian does 10 points of damage to this thing, absolutely igniting it, and then his lightsaber is pulled back using the force, and he grabs it, and he just kind of turns away, grabs Nienna by the arm, and says, we really must be going now, but unless you want to help them further. What happened to Bone? I, okay, well, we can spend all day pointing fingers at each other, or we can figure out what's going on here, and he's going to quickly charge towards Bone to see what the hell he's doing. Bone, you stop that right this instant. As Bone is plugged into the computer system, you hear more of those servos and gears whirring, and you look up to see another auto turret coming out. This one isn't within the catwalk. It's built into the actual ceiling of the cloning facility, so it can't hit you directly, but you do see it take aim at the support strut that is directly over this section of the catwalk. You are being so bad, Bone. Yeah, Castian is going to actually try to rip Bone out of this plug-in with the Force. All right. To just physically remove him, that's just average. However, I am going to give you two setback die. Three successes and three threats. And I'm using the light side of the Force. So another strain, another destiny point. Bone is actually able to put up a fair amount of resistance to being pulled back. He's... You know, his his wheels are turning, trying to gain enough traction to keep him in place. And he is anchored into the computer system, of course. But when you do finally pull him free, it catches you a little bit by surprise. And he hits you square in the chest, knocking you back against the wall of the catwalk. And it tilts dangerously. No, 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 no. So you are pinned momentarily against the wall by the weight of 
bone before you're able to release him and he drops to the floor and he turns around with his little spanner that he keeps in him and he slices at your leg. Oh, don't you, no, bad, Castine says as he's comically trying to get away from this thing. Uh, take, it would do, you've got the soak for it. You know, it takes a couple of points of strain and he's just, you know, he cuts through your, the leg of your pants. No, no, no. And Castine, uh, what Castine's going to cr- try to do is tip him over onto his back like a turtle. I'll allow it. Castian has him fall to the ground, and then Castian is going to try his best to, honestly, at this point, deactivate him, turn him off. Mm. He's not happy about this. Like, Niana could tell he's very distraught about turning Bone off, but he needs to turn Bone off and then get somewhere without that auto turret shooting at things. So give me a mechanics roll. This is average. However, I'm going to upgrade it twice. Oh, Two successes and one threat. Very nice. You're able to shut Bone off, but you do get zapped one more time. And that gives me how many strain? One strain. Castian lets out a hiss, and then he just kind of uh, grunts as he picks Bone up with his brawn and looks towards that turn. Is it still on? Yes, it is. Oh, no. And it has spent a whole round aiming. So it continues to aim at the support strut, and you see light indicators building up on the side of it. It is overclocking itself to take out this strut. It is going to take a shot imminently. What do you want to do? Oh, yeah, I run. Like, we're running deeper into this place because when that support structure falls, it's just going to crush – it's going to first crush where we were just at. So we have no choice but to run deeper Mm -hmm. into this facility. This way, Niana. And Castian's picking up bone and just charging. Give me an average athletics check. Take a setback die because you are carrying the dead weight of bone. Two successes, one threat, one triumph. Nienna got one success, two advantages, and a triumph as well. Which is great because as you are running across the next section of the catwalk... Even without that blast from the turret going off behind you, this section was already unstable and it begins to fall away right under your feet. But with the superlative athletics rolls on the part of both of you, you are able to grab onto the next section of the catwalk as it falls away behind you. So Castian, he barely makes the jump, grabs onto like the railing as his entire feet are just hanging in the air now. And in one hand, he has one of Bone's legs and that's what he's holding onto. And he's like, Liana, I'm going to need you to help me pull me up. So because of the threat, you're going to have to make this roll to climb up and bring Bone with you because there is, of course, a chance that you can't get both of you up there. So this is going to be a hard athletics check. What is your athletics rating? Two yellow, one green. Upgrade this to three yellows because of Nienna's help. One success, two threats. As Nienna pulls both of you up and you are kind of climbing on your belly, not your suavest moment back up onto the catwalk, that jagged edge catches on your belt and your vibro knife is cut away, falling to the ground. Both of them are just one. Just one. (sighs) How far down? So from the catwalk down to the ground, that's a medium range jump. So a couple dozen meters. <sighs> Castian just mumbles and just shakes his head. So Castian's using the force to pull it back up. Do you have enough? Oh, range. I have a one dot in range. 
So you can only get within short range. You cannot reach it with the force. Ah, Castian lets out a sigh before looking towards uh, Niana, seeing if she can do it. She shakes her head now. Ah, I love that fiber knife he mumbles before picking up bone and I'm moving deeper into this facility. So, Castian, when you pull yourself up into the next part of the catwalk, you realize that there is a symmetry to this catwalk. When you had gone to observe that hole in the floor and look into the water, you were in kind of a little observation area. You are in that same area, just on the opposite side of the catwalk. So it's a little bit wider here. You have a little bit of space. You do not seem to have an auto turret pointing at you at this moment. Castian is going to uh, set Bone down and then crouch down in front of him, and he's going to try to figure out what what the hell happened to Bone. So it's going to be a little tough to figure that out, especially because you don't have a lot of tools here with you. Right. So this is going to be a hard mechanics check with three setback dice. And actually, I'm going to upgrade one of those purples to a red. I'm going to upgrade my green into a yellow. I got two failures, three threats, and a triumph. With all of those failures and threats, you're not able to discern exactly what went wrong with Bone. However, something that you flip in his system reactivates him. And you back away very quickly because you see his indicator light cycling red, blue, white, red, blue, white, red, blue, white, red, blue. And it stops. And he gives you a couple of concerned beeps. Bone, are you trying to kill me? Or is is this a ruse? You're very deceptive when you need to be. (laughs) Okay, I think he's better now. I think. Do you... What the hell happened to you? He seems confused. Okay, Liana? Maybe we could find a computer that can help me translate what the hell he's saying. Nina looks around. At the end of the catwalk, it ends at an observation deck, which you can see does have some computer terminals at it. Maybe something there is working? Maybe. Come on. And he's going to uh, pat Bone on the head, and he's going to be walking with Bone with his hand on top of his dome, almost like you would do with an ailing friend, but also just to keep an eye on him. So you continue the walk through the rest of the catwalk here. As you're walking, you go over this giant drill spike that had been left just to rust here in the cloning facility. And it is a nasty piece of work. It has a giant drill bit in the center and three clawed legs that allow it to gain traction on its target while that drill spike punctures through it. How big is this drill spike? It's probably twice the size of a person. (sighs) Nasty piece of work. Yeah, Castian's going to keep on moving past it. When you reach the end of the catwalk, there is a door leading into the observation deck, but this door is locked. Uh, Castian's just cutting it open with his lightsaber already. They've already made enough noise. So yeah, he's cutting it open. All right, in you go. The observation deck is in oval space. Along the back wall are a number of computer terminals that Nienna saw, while the front wall is all glass. 
And when you look out the glass, first of all, of course, you see the storm continuing to rage outside. And if you look down slightly, you see a large landing area. It had been obscured from your view previously by a overhang at the top of this cloning facility. But you see the wreckage of a couple of troop transport ships there. You can assume this is where clone troopers would be loaded up before they were going off to battle. Castian's moving Bone towards one of the terminals, and he's kneeling down in front of Bone and says, Bone, don't download any data from this computer. I just want you to access the viewport so I can see what you're saying. Is that okay? Do you understand me? Bone gives a couple of beeps. He acknowledges. Okay, let's do this. And Castian's going to plug him in. As soon as Bone is plugged in, he makes a couple of more chirps, and that indicator light flips back to red. And as soon as that happens, you hear a small door off to the side open up, and a security droid steps out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Solo Shot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible podcast network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.